you know, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday. He was looking up all our friends mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that they were registered and like sending out mm -hmm. messages and letting them know where you, you know, this is where you are registered to vote and go make sure you go and, and those type of things. Let's um, begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? It's Leroy Barber uh, with Sit Up Podcast here with producer Andrew Morgan uh, and our crew that we are traveling. We're going we're gonna to start calling it the bubble, right? The, uh, the voter bubble. Uh, and uh, uh, we are in Canton, Ohio today. Um, and uh, incredibly, incredibly uh, happy to be here. And y'all know we are doing these podcasts outside um, so that we can be socially responsible. And uh, we're in Canton uh, with Gino Hayes. And let me tell y'all, let me remind y'all before Gino jumps in. Canton, Ohio was where we started NFL Kneel Down. And uh, Gino and his church and their community uh, came out strong. And it was the first kneel down event uh, three years ago now, right? Yeah, three. Uh, yeah, three years ago. And uh, at that time, nobody wanted to kneel, right? That's and right. Uh, looked at us like we was crazy. Yeah. And didn't uh, know that. yeah, we got we, we we got some stares and bad stuff said to us. But uh, but now uh, here we are, bro. Yeah. Three years later, you the secret sauce, Pro apparently. Right? Prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So prophetic Gino's juice. a pastor of radial church here in Canton. Uh, he grew up here. Lives here. Um, he is a LeBron James fan because he, you know, this is his neighborhood, this is his community. Uh, and uh, uh, even though LeBron is with the Lakers now, you, he's a Lakers fan too. Yeah. But here is the claim to fame: uh, Gino is a Cowboys fan. So y'all still listen, Dornes. <laughs> uh, but that's why I mean this brother get along so yeah. well. Right? Thirty percent so. of the audience <laughs> just cut off. <laughs> right, right. Everybody just left. The haters. Uh, yeah. So Gino, man, tell yeah. us a little bit about your community and your church. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our community here uh, in the radio, and we're in this uh, the zip code four four seven zero three. Um, it's very diverse. Um, I think in two thousand fifteen, it was like one of the top three uh, most diverse uh, neighborhoods per uh, like square footage. Uh, in the country mm -hmm. and there's a large immigrant um, population within our community there's a large african-american community mm -hmm. um, historically it's a red line community mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of the uh, resources and third spaces and grocery stores and stuff you won't see mm -hmm. if you ride through our neighborhood um, and yeah so our, our church kind of came out of just having like these family dinners mm -hmm. um, with people in our neighborhood mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. You know, Jesus gets talked about, and then you look up, and there's 40 people in your in, in the house, nice. and you're like, "Oh, we got a church now, right?" right? right. And then, um, and then, yeah, time has evolved. People have come in, people have gone, um, but we really wanted to uh, focus in on uh, just being in a space and occupying a space mm -hmm. and impacting a space, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we started to, you know. Uh, be more familiar with some of the issues and some of the problems that plague our community. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started to say, okay, what do we have in our hands and how can we, you know, affect some of those things and maybe change that, that narrative and change some of uh, mm -hmm. people's circumstances and living situations mm -hmm. and really bring good news to a specific space and a specific uh, thing. And like people like me moved into the neighborhood mm -hmm. to invest and learn and 
grow and uh-huh. do uh-huh. some life together. So nice. Yeah. Now, so so you're pastoring in a community mm-hmm. um, in the shadows of uh, of the. NFL Hall of Fame, so yeah. a lot of money right down the street. Yeah. Uh, and, Keyword uh, right down the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and um, and you're pastoring in a community that, that's struggling to make its way. Yeah. Um, uh, talk a little bit about that, man, because because pastors like you um, and, and and younger black pastors, right? Yeah. Um, this this is this is generally not the way the way we go with this. So. Yeah. Tell, like, why here? Why this, why this community? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting enough, I think for me, um, you know, for a young black person mm-hmm. the, that grows up in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the plan is to get out, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, as I moved up the economic ladder, mm-hmm. <laughs> I moved out, right? you know, right. and then... As I like, kind of grew um, in just spiritual maturity, and like really um, saw that you know, oppressed people are the like the 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 perspective that hold you know mm-hmm. true throughout Scripture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I drew closer to that. And as my convictions grew, the closer mm-hmm. and more. I ended up going back to the hood. <laughs> you start reading the Bible differently. That, Literally. That, that, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And um yeah, man, you know, you it it's not even so much about a community. You know, people start to be your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more you uh just gain that that relational depth, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. their problems become your problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um even if they don't directly affect you. Um, and I think that's part of kind of what, why we find ourselves in such a unrest in the black community when it comes to um, mostly evangelical spaces, right? Mm-hmm, is because mm-hmm. we don't feel like that's reciprocated right. when it comes to our communities and, and some of that. So, yeah, I think a lot of it has just been the evolution of just having relationships with, you know, different people mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in a different place and um, seeing where they are in life and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their circumstances and, and then really just feeling uh, convicted to to help and nice, to nice. to adjust and all that stuff. Well, bro, you know you you, you doing it, and uh, you have our respect for mm-hmm. the way you go about this and the way you live your life, mm-hmm. uh, and the way you pastor um, this space. And we know pastoring in the middle of COVID yeah. um, in a, in a church in a community where COVID is 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 killing us more yeah. percentage wise than anybody else. Um, you are also uh, in Ohio, yeah. um, which is always right uh, on people's newscast because it's yeah. a swing state. Swing state, yeah. And uh, so, talk to us, man, about uh, you've grown up in a swing state. You've, yeah. you've been like this is your life is here. What is that? What is that like being in that kind of space? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for you know African Americans, the emphasis of, of voting is always kind of like a um, it, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Although we, we understand the implications, I think a lot of it is spoken in uh, a language that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, if we can't understand it, then we can't really see the value in it. And if we don't see the value in it, then the emphasis for us to actually, and the motivation for us to actually vote kind of, you know, just right, decreases. Right, right. Um, and I think, you know, there hasn't been historically a uh, 
uh, uh, transparency politically, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. especially to African-American communities. Mm -hmm. Things were done intentionally to mm -hmm. keep us away from um, uh, altering the power dynamic of right. politics right. And, and, right. and those type of things. And so people feel like they don't have a voice or mm -hmm. that their votes don't count or, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, or just they just don't understand what they're voting for. Right. Um, right. I think a large part of it is things aren't explained in terms in which people like regular day people can just really fully understand mm -hmm. and understand how those votes and how those things, you know, impact mm -hmm. your living situation, mm -hmm. not only your living situation, but your family's living situation, your community's living mm -hmm. situation and, 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 and how those things impact, you know, on a yeah. practical level. So we know voter suppression is real, right? Yeah. And that leads to disillusionment, right? Yeah. But like you're saying, like yeah. people don't know the issues. If they don't know and they don't think it affects them, then they don't they don't really care, right? right. Well, not that they don't care. They yeah. just don't see the that as the value or that is the answer, right? Mm. So voter suppression being what it is in a swing state, man, how does that feel, right? Yeah. Um it, all those things I just said just makes mm -hmm. it that much worse. It's just it's just it, double pressure. It's just double pressure, um, and it's it's intimidating, mm -hmm. right? Which is the goal, right? It's intimidating, and 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 it it really defers people from like actually going to the polls. And um, you know, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday. He was looking up all our friends mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that they were registered mm -hmm. and like sending out mm -hmm. messages and letting them know where you. You know, this is where you are registered to vote and go make sure you go and and those type of things. Um, but, yeah, like when you when you have that big of a, uh, you know, intimidation um, from from that that level, you know, it just it, it complicates it. It makes it more uh, difficult. I saw one of the uh, representatives say, um, oh, we make it too easy already. And like. That's not historically accurate, right? <laughs> like, it's all it, one. It's always been um, historically hard for African Americans uh, to uh, be able to voice their concerns in a way that was reflective mm -hmm. in the polls. Mm -hmm. um, and if anything, it's just evolved and changed. And some of these different um, same motivations but different tactics mm -hmm. have kept us from the polls and mm -hmm. kept us from being educated and being able to be informed in in what to vote for, who to vote for. Right. And uh, really, you know, changes some d dynamics in right, our community right. and neighborhood. So, so uh, this is just, like, do you feel like? So, I live, I, I live in Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's not a swing state. Yeah. Although it's very important to get the message out, it's very important for Black people who are living in states that are not swing to yeah. still amplify the voice, right? Yeah. Because. Um, and not to put pressure on black folks living in like Ohio, and we just came from uh, Michigan, from Detroit, like going, "Hey y'all, like, like we with you, like we all we won, right? Because yeah. we need y'all to come out in this swing space." Do you yeah. feel that pressure? Um, maybe a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, probably a little bit. Like, <laughs> um, more. I think for a lot of people because. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people didn't vote in the last election mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in Ohio. Um, the numbers are, are, are pretty high in, mm -hmm. in indicating that. Um, I think the the impact of it wasn't felt till it was too late. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was like kind of this thing of like, yeah, our vote don't matter. Nobody's going to really elect this mm -hmm. dude in the 
in the presidency right. anyway. Right. And then you start to see, like, on election day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you start seeing those numbers, and it's like, oh, oh you know, mm. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's coming down to the wire. Oh, and then you, those those votes that you, you know, that didn't matter when you were, you know, approaching the election, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now that the mm-hmm. election is over, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you start to feel it then. I think most people start to feel it when it's too late. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, than they than they do in the in the actual moment and feel the pressure of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or the impact of what you know, mm-hmm. which is why why one why we're doing what we're doing right yeah. why we're going around. Um, the second thing is like uh, we appreciate pastors like you right that are saying hey yeah come on man we like let's lift this as much as we can mm-hmm. um, with what tools we have right now right like you know we 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 outside we we yeah. we got chairs set up six feet apart and we gonna do a little do our thing um but but i think i think we have to do it in smaller chunks now yeah um but we gotta we we gotta still do it yeah you know? for sure um so thanks for thanks for being in that space yeah man um so so other question mm-hmm. is how and ohio you you've had your share right of black folks getting killed by police yeah right um is do you do you feel like that and then all of a sudden yesterday Brianna Taylor right and we I mean black communities hurting today right yeah um, big time how does does that in your opinion do you feel like folks that you're connecting with in your congregation and community does that inspire them to move forward or does that pull folks back further um, I think a little bit of both for some people mm-hmm. I think that most people probably find themselves in the middle of like defeated you know for what i'm going to vote and then i see an outcome like this not realizing that i was i was reading this article and donald trump has has elect or uh, put in more judges than any other president other than i think jimmy carter was the the one that is ahead of him and it was 198 judges that he appointed in his four-year term and uh two of those were the supreme court and others were in, in other places and not one of those people out of 198 judges that he put in are uh, people of color wow right so that means that those, those judges are the ones that are sitting in the courtrooms making decisions with you know disp- disproportionate um people of color in their courtrooms with no uh, investment in the experiences of those people of color. No uh, true understanding of the expressions of those. Yeah, um, and no peers, right? No judge of color to sit down with and go, "Hey, let's talk this through," right? Yeah. None. They don't have that if they're if they're they're limited people of color. Man, yeah. wow. And in, in a system, right, that wasn't built for people of color. So not only not only do you have a, a system that was built against people of color, but then you also have these judges that are put into these systems. And even sometimes if you do have a judge, that, a person of color, um, they're in a system, right, that's not built and operates um, to oppress uh, people of color. And so, again, I think most people feel that, that defeatedness, right, of like, you know, how much how much can I really change, right? right? How much can I really impact it? And mm-hmm. not knowing that, like, your vote impacts a lot. Yeah. Um, 
maybe not individually, but like if we have a collective voice and we have a collective understanding of, of the implications and what we're voting for, when we put those votes together, they have, you know, major implications and, and, and affect people's lives, mm-hmm. like life or death yeah, in a lot of situations. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, know this, that, uh, you know, folks in Denver, where we stopped, and folks in Chicago, folks in uh, Detroit and Michigan join with y'all here. Um, we, 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 we're pulling a collective together, right, with our voices and with, uh, with pastors like you, man, that, you know, y'all, y'all on the phone trying to get people registered, walking your communities, all those kinds of kinds of things, that grassroots activity, yeah. um, I think is actually way more important now, right? Yeah. Because of COVID, you know, folks can't be coming in, knocking on doors, doing all that stuff. It's depending on folks like you, man, pastors who mm. know their communities, are known by their communities, uh, and who, who, who can reach out uh, in different ways locally now. Um, so, man, thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, how can folks get in touch with you, man, if, if they if they like what they're hearing? Yeah. Um, we have, uh, I mean, you can message us from the church, uh, Radio Church on Facebook. Uh, we have, it's at Radio Church uh, on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with me personally, my Instagram is simply my name, at Gino, G-I-N-O, Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S. Um, and, yeah, like, those are probably the, Top three, cool, cool, <laughs> to, cool. To get in touch, but yeah. So, so what would you say uh, in your closing words to uh, folks in your state um, uh, and uh, folks, black folks in other swing states, and folks who are allies and want to vote along? Like, what would you say? Yeah, I guess I would say um, one to to get informed, um, and just as a community, we need to create spaces where we can have a safe place to be informed um, that is uh, not biased information, but is uh, clear in communicating to us uh, what the implications of what we're voting for and the, imp- and, and, and the impact of what that does for our community. Um, but more than that, to be informed, even in our current state, and then to also to go out and vote um, because your vote matters. Uh, your vote dictates a lot. And who gets in office dictates a lot and, mm-hmm. and, and who gets appointed and who gets, um, you know, put in to uh, uh, courthouses where your loved ones and friends and families and friends of your family and friends of your your friends will uh, will have to sit in front mm-hmm. of. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and those implications get felt maybe not in uh, the moment of when you're, mm-hmm. you're 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 filling out your ballot, but. It's, it's definitely felt um, in the aftermath of an election. And, nice. and so, yeah, just take the initiative to, to, to learn, to learn these candidates, learn about their character, um, what they did in the positions that they had before, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just be really informed in who you vote for because it really, really does make a difference. Nice. And local elections, too. I, oh. We didn't help. Local elections are very important. We saw this play out yesterday with Breonna Terrell. For sure. Right? Like, that prosecutor, yeah. man, like, uh, yeah. he's elected in that position. And yeah. he's supposed to be representing us. Yeah. Right? And uh, he's doing anything but that. Yeah. And so look at your local, your local folks, too. For sure. Uh, well, here we are um, in the shadows of the NFL uh, um, uh, Hall of Fame yeah. uh, with, with Pastor Gino Hayes who 
uh, help start NFL kneel down get kicked off. And uh, if if this goes any way any way like that, then then maybe 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 yeah, right. God's up to something good, hopefully. and we'll we'll see that. So hopefully, uh, thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks for thanks thank for you. thanks for hosting us. Thanks for setting up the event today, uh, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Yeah. My name is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.